we have both readings, please? First and second reading. First reading is Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 34, the greatest commandment. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Second reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 to 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, And give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, Rachel. Today's theme is based on love. The theme is, is love all we need? 
Now, the great thing about giving services is that I get to choose clips and photographs and things. And uh, this next bit is a video clip. So if someone can just turn the lights down for us. And um, we show the video. No, I'm sorry. That's all I've got. All right. That film is Love Actually. Uh, it's one of my favorite scenes of a whole host of favorite scenes from one of my favorite films. I can't help it. I like rom-coms. That is a classic rom-com. Love Actually. A brilliant film. That's it, Ben. So, that's me saying I put on Love Actually. I actually tried to find the actual Beatles explained that. YouTube won't let you do that because basically they get everything's all copyright rules and things. And I'll be honest with you, I prefer this one than actually the Beatles singing it. That's great. But my first reading, well, the um, let me go through this again. From my first reading. That was spoke only two weeks ago, and I don't apologise for using this reading again. Last, the last service of the week was on love. Love of God and love for one another. When Jesus asked the question, he answers, the most important one is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. Those commandments, as we discussed a few weeks back, were given to the Jews 1,500 years before Jesus was born. They come from the early books. Moses knew those words. Every Jew had been born would have known those words, that passage. Is embedded into him. When Jesus came, the words were embedded. People knew it from 1,500 years earlier. We focused last time was on our week of God. And two hours ago, about how um, we did that by beginning to read the word you need to pray and beginning to respond to God's nudges to help us develop in this relationship with him this week I'm focusing on love for our neighbours as ourselves the um, to love our neighbours might not always be easy. Notice what the word we're using there, to love. There's no reference to, I want you to like your neighbours. There's no request there for us to care for them. Talk to them. Acknowledge they actually exist. No reference to that. The word that God gave the Hebrews three and a half thousand years ago and what Jesus 
repeated to us in several times in this three-year mission was that we used to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. Go to the first slide, please. I want to focus on the second reading bit and just that, the middle pieces. That love is patient, love is kind, doesn't envy. Work away through those. So what that kind of love is. So, the, uh, actually, off the day, table down again, sorry. Take it down again, yeah. Yeah, I've got to make it stop. I've told you, it's cold. <laughs> the problem with love is that love our neighbours as we love ourselves is a nice thing to say, a nice thing to do. But what if we don't love ourselves? And there's many of us. I myself, from time to time, certainly don't love me. I myself, at time to time, would have, if I've had an argument, if I've been not nice, don't love me. And we live amongst people who don't love themselves. So how can they show love for their neighbours? But in themselves, they don't love themselves. In the first, in the, uh, first part of the third, 1 Corinthians, he speaks of, Paul speaks of, I speak in the tongues of men of angels, but do not have love. I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledges, and I have faith, I can move mountains, but do not have love, I have nothing. He doesn't say, I'm failing. He doesn't say, I'm missing something. He says, I have nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. That's the important stuff about his love side. How Paul focused on. There's people in our lives there that don't have love. You might feel they're missing there. Some people might not love themselves to the extent that they might self-harm. Or worse. I'm not making any apologies but for this. Last Friday is World Suicide Prevention Day. And I've been thinking about a good friend of mine who died nine or ten years ago. And um, a young friend of mine. A big emphasis on suicide. I'm going to read out something from his sister that's based on Facebook last night. I would never be able to know exactly what made my brother Matt take his life. But I do know that he loved us and he knew he was loved by us. His death has changed my life. The choice I've made, my relationships with friends, my emotional regrets... My emotional health. I was close to him and we talked about a lot of things. But I always have regrets that maybe I didn't do enough to show him that I always was there to listen to him. I miss every single day. I'm devastated he won't be with me. 
on my wedding day next year. John Sims, good friend of mine, Matt Sims was even closer. Matt was one of my ex-Boy Scouts. And um, he um, ended his life at Paget Station about nine years ago. And I found out that by when I walked into church that morning, I think I was probably a vestry elder. Waiting for me was the district commissioner and the county commissioner to tell me Matt had died. I was devastated. I had no idea. So please, please, the big thing about suicides and things is that you, you listen to people. That people have the, have the ability to talk about things. That you listen to them and discuss with them. So I'm not emphasizing that, but it was a big thing last week. Also, the same day, was the World First Aid Day, would you believe? And first aid is one of the reasons why you don't see me very often in certain times of the year when I'm doing first aid courses on the weekends. So what is this love anyway? And now we'll go back to the slide again, thanks. Let's go to the middle part. Love is patient, love is kind. This photograph is taken at the, um, the camps in Calais. These are refugees. When we was at Spring Harvest this year, there was um, some photographs being displayed, and they're actually in the prayer room, the, the uh, refugees prayer room centre, if you like. So I'm focusing here on each photograph. There's a patient loving dad. He's got no idea what's happening next. He's carrying his child in his arms there. He's not going to let that child go. Come on the next slide, please. We recognize this one. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. And I believe that's this church. That it doesn't envy. It doesn't boast about anything else but Christ Jesus. It is not proud of its own side. And this is what we're trying to do in this church, in our community. The show is love. And that was an excellent example of how we can show our love for the party of the car park this year. And the next slide. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. I don't know if you recognize the building. You probably don't. That's where I work. Right. That's Balfour Beatty's offices at Cheadle. This is for wherever we are in our workplaces. Can we hope and pray that people we work for does not dishonor others? Is not self-seeking. Every company we work for has got a big intention of making money and looking after its workforce and delivering to its people what they should deliver. Well, let's try and work on that in our, in our workplaces. That what we do in our workplaces, it does not dishonor others. We are not self-seeking. There's a bigger picture. Next slide, please. This is a school. 
it's not easily angered. Teachers and TAs, I don't know how they cope with this. They're not easily angered. They keep no record of wrongs, and there must be plenty of wrongs against them. They won't get bruised. They're there to develop and to grow our children. In our workplaces, in our workplaces are related to education. It's a big thing. Next slide, please. Love does not delight in evil. That's the playground at the back of the, the school that was torched in um, August, I think. But I want to speak about, about this. I went there the other day. I haven't actually seen this. Last on Friday, I went around to take some photographs. That's why it's a nice sunny day. I went there. And I remember reading the very Facebook pages. There's been a horrendous disaster. They burnt the, the uh, playground, playground there. And it is. It's not nice. It's damaged. What wasn't seemed to be mentioned anywhere was the fact the full sports facility side to it, as the old exercise bikes and that sort of stuff, and the table tennis, surprisingly, has not been damaged at all. I didn't know that. I'm not, I've not been around there. I thought, yes, it's terrible what happens there. But what's not been held down by the terrible news? The good news is the other bit wasn't. We carried so much bad news, but let's get a bigger picture. The good news is not all of it wasn't. Next slide, please. That's the playground by the, by the uh, back of the pub, the turf. We rejoice with the truth. The truth is that things like this is still here. Things are not as bleak, but we can rejoice in that truth. Next slide, please. Now, this is not me showing my nice shiny house, all right? All right? We've had, we've had painters and decorators in and outside. They spent three weeks. They're a marvellous job. If you want to know who they are, I can give some details. They've done a great job. This is as our families. Love always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Not just not love in our family situation. That's love for our neighbours. And we show our love for our neighbours. A bit of an example of this, and I'll get on reasonably well with my neighbour, which is quite useful. All right. Phil's a nice bloke. Works in um, engineering wise. He's doing communication stuff. His previous job towards this was in two para. So he spent time in the Falklands. Right at the beginning of it all, and he's been in the Gulf, he's done all kinds of stuff, fellas. His wife Sandra is a nurse at the, uh, the health centre. Very really well with Phil, cracking fireworks. We have some good firework displays. King's Air smiling there because we have some serious fireworks up there. I was thinking how we show love for our neighbours. The other day, a few weeks back, I was cutting on the, um, the edge over here. and you could trim half your edge. You see some houses where they have half the edge trimmed. That's there, half the edge. And there's half the edges all over the place. I mean, that's not very, not very neighbourly, is it? To trim half the edge, and the other half the edges are everywhere. So I trimmed the top of the edge. I thought, you know what? While I'm doing this, I trim his edge as well. 
but only to a point where it's not completed because I only get stressed out if it hasn't, isn't imperfect. I just could make big tops off things. So I did it as well. I wouldn't be having a picture of decorating. They put up with a, with a scaffolding there for a, few de- for a few weeks, basically, a week and a half in his garden. It's been great. But that can be very stressful at times. You're scaffolding people's houses and things. And he's been, um, since I was de- we've decorated, Phil's put the ladder and done a bit of decorating himself, just paint up here, paint up there. Now, the side of the house there, you can't, that's, that's my house there, that shiny one. All right. And Phil's house is next door, and that's a, almost as shiny. He's, he's really getting back up to, back up to the shininess. But next door to his garage is a whacking big ollie tree. I've got a big ollie bush there. You know what ollie's like? It just grows everywhere. That was about 10 foot high. And we came home yesterday from a really epic, good, low-level walk <laughs> with, the, uh, with the trotters. A low one. So it was a low level walk. And um, I had a great day. Got in, went to the back garden. I hear Phil taking some of his stuff down in the back garden. He goes, So, yeah, all right, Phil, that's not a bit of a puff and pant. He says, Yeah. So, by the way, Ron, he says, I couldn't get around the front of the garage there. Because uh, the guys said, So, but you can, if you take the top of the olive bush sometime, it'd be great, mate. So any time in the next few days, nudge, nudge, nudge. I'll tell you what, I feel I'll do it now. So after coming back from my walking up in the Lion Park, half past five, I'm up a ladder, cropping the top of the olive bush. He didn't know. He came up and says, thanks a lot, mate, that's great. That's us showing our love for our neighbours. We let that little light shine that bit. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Come next slide, please. You might have seen this one on Facebook. It's not a Photoshop. It's photographed in 2012. There's a guy. And if you know, can you all see it? Okay. That's his five-year-old daughter, one of them. And the one next door to is his niece. And that's what's left of his apartment in Gaza in 2012. The bath. What does dad do? Fills it full of water, gets some soap, and the kids play in the bath. The families are living in the caravan next door to the house. That was the only thing that was left. Love never fails. Even in the darkest places, even in the darkest situations, even in the camps, even in the death camps in the Second World War, love never fails. Love will still show its light somewhere there. Remember when Paul was talking about the of love inside me. I'm missing something there. I'm not right. I want to show you about this uh, 
this next thing here, next slide. On our walk yesterday, this is where I called him, was a bit surprised. Colin, can you put this, these extra photographs on a stick? This is a walk from yesterday. This is a chapel on the walk. It's a converted garage. It's a cracky little place. It's called Our Lady of the Wayside. It's a converted garage. We've got some marks. And it reminded, there's something on it in a minute that reminded me of this reading. So next slide, please. That one on the left-hand side. Faith, hope, and love. Is love all we need? 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these things remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. We can't implant love in people. But we can show everybody that they are loved. And maybe even be bold enough to tell them that Jesus loves them. As we are led to this. We need to let our little light shine. Wherever we are. Whatever the time. Whatever the place. To all our neighbours. Because he commands us to. It is a second commandment. It's not a request. It's not a suggestion. It's not a when you get round to it. It's a second commandment. It's a commandment that's been given to the followers of God for three and a half thousand years. To love one another as you love yourselves. Amen.